the concept of faith leads us to sacrifice better, and faith leads to us being trusted, not only by one another, but God would trust us as well in our process. We're going to be in Hebrews chapter 11 today, and just looking at verse 4. And so I invite you to join with me there. In the video clip, you saw uh, three different individuals that as they were at this council, they were trying to decide what they were going to do and how they were going to go about it. And these three individuals say, you know, who I am, whether it was a, a sword or an axe or a bow and an arrow, they were giving of themselves. And they were saying, look, I, this is who I am, but I'm giving it to the larger purpose, whatever that may be. I'm giving it away to the larger purpose. And when we think about faith and the faith that leads us, God's calling us to do the same thing. And today, we're going to see a picture, a portrait of an individual who gave of themselves in a great way and gave in a faithful way. And it, he is compared to his brother. And we're going to look at that and, and unpack that a little bit today. So, uh, over in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 4, by faith, Abel offered to God a better sacrifice than Cain did. And by faith, he was approved as a righteous man because God approved his gifts. And even though he is dead, he still speaks through his faith. So the question today is, what of us? How are we doing? How are you doing? When it comes to the sacrifice of our lives before God, How's that going? Uh, we, I mean, we could focus in on any number of things, but in, in this idea of offering and this idea of giving, I don't want us to just relegate that off to money because the idea of what Abel and Cain were being called to do in that moment was a moment of worship, and worship calls for us to sacrifice something to the Lord God. And for you and I today, that's not the slaughtering of animals, but it is sacrificing something. I have to walk by faith. I have to live by faith. Uh, and uh, as we opened up our time together in Romans chapter 12, our lives are a sacrifice before God. That is our act of worship before God. And so what kind of gift are we giving to the Lord? What, what is that that we're giving? Are we giving Him our best? Are we giving Him our middle? Are we giving Him uh, what's left over? What is it that we are giving to God? And I think that all of us at times in our lives are hitting in, in any one of those places. Sometimes we just give what we can. And sometimes it's, it's our best and sometimes it's not. And what should we be doing? What is it that God is asking of us? Is what God asks of us unrealistic? I think sometimes we might think it is. God, I can't do that. Yes, we can. That just takes some choices in our own lives in order to do what it is that God is asking of us to do. It may feel painful. It may feel like it's too much. It may feel like we are overextending, but we are called to walk by faith, not be all up in our feelings about it. 
We need to be faithful followers of Christ, not emotional followers of Christ. This is the calling that we have. This is the blessing that we see given to Abel because he was faithful in what he was doing. Now, there's a, there's a quote I want you to, to just resonate with for a second. The heroes of faith, the heroes of faith, this is going to be true throughout the rest of the times that we spend in this chapter. The heroes of faith make the proper evaluations and choices. You can read through this and you may say, you know, how did they do that? These heroes of faith are able to make the choices that they do because they can see past the visible, the material, the sensory world in which we live. That's, that's a challenge for each of us because I know how it can be. Well, God wants me to do this thing, but I don't feel like it. I don't have time for it. I don't really, I don't, I don't have the skill to do it. I don't have the ability to do that, so I'm not going to do that. I mean, that's, that's our logic. I mean, that's, that's how a lot of us, we operate in this way. We've been trained to operate in this way. Well, I, I want to give to God, and, and I will give as I am able. Think about that statement. I'll give as I'm able to give. The devil will try to convince you that you are never able to do what it is that God is asking of you to do. So it's a matter of who you're going to trust. Are you going to trust what you see, what you feel, what you have? Are you going to trust in yourself, or am I going to trust in the calling of God that if He's going to call me to something, He'll equip me to do that, and if He calls me to give beyond what I think I can do, then He's going to supply on the back end in ways that I never could have thought or imagined. Over and over and over, we see the biblical story unfold, and we can look back in our lives when we were faithful to, to the point of being silly about it to our friends and family. You're going to do what? Yes, that's, I'm gonna, this, is, this is God's calling me to do this. Well, I should, that's the dumbest thing I ever heard. Well, I'm sorry. I'm going to do it. Well, you're not capable of that. Well, if God's called me, God's going to skill me with it. He's going to equip me to do the thing He's called because God's not calling you to do something He's not going to help you with. Now, He will call you to go beyond the edge of what you think you can do every time. He will call you to a greater than what you think you can do, a farther down the road than you think you can go. He will call you to that. And we have to analyze and we have to ask ourselves, am I faithful? And to whom will I be faithful? So here we see the, the context we see Abel uh, is here. You, you can go back this week and look at Genesis chapter 4. Uh, the first section there in Genesis chapter 4 is this passage that the writer of Hebrews is referring back to. We're going to focus just on this verse. It, it portrays, and it's in a concise manner, but it portrays what's being said over in Genesis. And so we look at this, and by faith, Abel offered to God a better sacrifice than Cain 
did. So here the writer of Hebrews is putting into a comparison. Well, if you go back and read Genesis, you, you can feel that. You get a sense of that. Why? Why was Abel's better than Cain's? And as many of you as are here are the opinions that are out in the world about this. There are, there are many opinions about it, but it follows along uh, two or three lines of reasoning. Why, why was Abel's better? Well, was, was the, the product wrong? Was he just offering the, the wrong thing? Was, was what he was offering, was it bad? See, some would like to say, well, because, you know, Cain didn't offer the blood of an animal, then it wasn't acceptable. Well, the problem is the sacrificial system hadn't been set up yet, so I don't think we can retrofit our, that understanding backward. And so we have to be careful when we want to do that. I tell people all the time, and when, when you're studying Scripture, be careful not to overlay your 21st century life back, uh, your culture, your norms, your thinking, back onto Scripture. Scripture needs to inform your life today, not your life today inform back on Scripture. So we got to be careful with that. So was he offering, was, was it a bad product that he offered? Well, not in the sense of it was blood or not blood. But I think that you, you can see a sense uh, that maybe what Abel was offering, the words that are used there, that Abel offered of his first flock, of the best of his flock. There's a qualifier there, best and some, that I think speaks to us today. Abel offered what was of the best of his flock. Cain offered some of his fruits of his labor. Best and some. God's calling us to give our best. God's calling us to give of our best, to live by the best. God's calling us to a superlative. God's not calling us to mediocrity. He's calling us to a superlative, to be better than you were yesterday, to do more than you did yesterday, to give better than you did the time before. This is the life of faith, to always be striving for an excellence to keep striving toward that. Well, that's, that's just you trying to do No, that's me in gratitude for the grace and mercy displayed on the cross and then an empty tomb. I want to give all that I can. I want my body to be a living sacrifice before God as is worthy of that worship. I need to give my best was Abel's better than Cain's because of a, a quality of product was Abel's better than Cain's because the, the way that he went about it was different. You know, we can look at our own lives and, and ask ourselves that question too. What, what's my process? What's the way I go about serving God? What's the way I go about worshiping God? Is it by faith or is it by humanism? Am I following God by faith or am I following God when it's convenient, when it's comfortable, when it's, it fits into my schedule, and you know, I'm just too busy this week? You know, we have to ask ourselves, what's my process? Well, I come to church on Sunday, great, so does the devil. Well, what are you doing Monday to Saturday? How, how, what's your life like then? Is your life a living sacrifice? I don't read in Romans where Paul qualifies that our living sacrifice is on Sunday only. 
I think he's talking about a lifestyle of living by faith for Jesus. And living by faith for Jesus will get you in hot water with our culture. The question is, are you prepared for that? Are you ready to go that extra step, that extra mile? What's the process by which you are offering? Are you offering by faith as Abel did? Or are you not as Cain would do? The other option that is often looked at in the way that they offered it was a sense of attitude. It was an attitude that they had. And that Abel's attitude was better than Cain's attitude. And it would, we don't know how Abel would have responded had his sacrifice not been acceptable. But we step back and go, but his was acceptable. And so we have to look at what about what he did is different than Cain. And we look at the outcome and we see how Cain's true self comes out. It's often been said that you really know a person when they're under a deep amount of stress. And any of us can put a mask on, any of us can do well uh, in, in all the everyday life. But when you're in the pressure cooker of life, what comes out is likely your true self. Now, we're not perfect. None of us are perfect. None of us are. And we have our faults. We have our failings. We have those moments where the world, the devil get the better of us, and we, we fail in those moments. That's life. But what's the pattern of your life? Is it striving to be different? Is it striving to be more faithful? Is it moving in that direction? Cain had a bad attitude all the way around. You know, God even gave him a second, hey, look, you know, no, it wasn't acceptable. Why are you so down? Why are you so, why are you so mad? And he said, look, if you'll just, if you'll just do it the right way, if you'll just do right, it'll be fine. And he was given the choice, and his attitude showed, didn't it? He didn't want to do that. So instead of making the necessary adjustments to be in line with what God wanted for them to do, he opted to go kill his brother. <laughs> that's, that's a big move, you know? I mean, God says, what you offered me, whether it is what you offered me, how you offered me, when you offered me, whatever it may be, this wasn't acceptable. Now, but if you'll do right, then we're going to be fine. If you'll just make the faithful decision, we're going to be fine. And Cain was like, no, I ain't about that. I don't want, no, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. If you don't like what I, you know, here we go, right? So Cain went and killed his brother. I mean, that's awful, right? But in our moment of walking not by faith, we run the risks of these things. God consistently gives us opportunity and says, you know, this little portion isn't right. I need you to make it right. And when you do, we're going to be right. And now you have the the question before you, and you have the choice before you, just like Cain did, and said, look, what, am, what are you going to do? What are we going to do? Will I walk by faith or not? And it's really not a lot of in-between. 
We, we want to live in an in-between moment, but the Bible really isn't giving you an in-between here. You either do or you don't. And if we do, praise God, keep doing it. And if you don't, then you need to come before God, confess it before God, and let the Spirit of God lead you in a different way of living. Let the Spirit of God give you new choices, new options. Let the Spirit of God enable you and equip you to walk by the faith He calls us to walk by. But Abel offered a better sacrifice than Cain did. We, we see how this is explained down in verse 6. Now, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And we'll come back to this verse again next time. But again, it just now without faith, it's impossible to please God. Abel pleased God, Cain didn't please God. The writer says, look, what I gather from this by the inspiration of God in order to write this down says this, that Abel offered it by faith and Cain didn't. Why? Because it says that Abel was pleasing to God. He was acceptable to God. Cain was not. Why? Because one operated by faith and one did not. If we do not live by faith, how do we call ourselves a Christian? If we're not operating by faith, how do we call ourselves an organization led by God? And th this is how every church and every believer ought to be evaluating right now and saying, look, am I being led by the Spirit of God or the Spirit of myself? Am I, being lived, am I living by faith or am I living by my feelings or living by the facts of the matter? What am I living by? How am I living? How am I offering my life to God? And this is the issue that we face. Faith has everything to do. Faith is connected to everything that we do. Whether it's faith in your money or faith in your service, your faith in your vocation, your faith in your schooling, your faith in your marriage, your faith in your parenting, your faith and your living and dying, your faith and your community service, your faith in your church. Faith should be the driving factor in every one of those things. But what we tend to do is we put faith out on the wheel and we replace the, the hub with something else, when in reality, faith ought to be the hub of the life we, of the wheel we call life, and everything else comes in and out through our faith that we place in Jesus Christ. But we must be careful because we can say faith, but it's really not faith in God by, by Jesus Christ. We can say faith, but is it? And that's the question we must answer in our hearts. Am I walking by faith in God? Or just this thing I call faith and church that I play at because it doesn't really affect the rest of my life. If I'm not making decisions throughout the week based upon God's Word and the leadership of His Spirit, I'm not living by faith. And that's something we each have to wrestle with in our lives. And so we are called to live by faith. You know, and he says, because God approved His gifts, and even though He's dead, He still speaks through His faith. Or as a famous quote that I, that I love to use uh, from the movie Gladiator, what we do now echoes in eternity. And as fictitious as that is, it still rings true, doesn't it? What we do now echoes in eternity. This is what happened to Abel. Abel lived and he died by his faith. 
And it says that it still speaks of his faith, and he is still speaking through his faith. When it comes to what you are offering to God, would God say to you, you're a person who does what I want? If you stopped and took a moment to consider and ask God, how would you describe me, Father? Would he say, you're a person who does what I want? Abel was, Cain wasn't, and we see the outcome. And this is, this is where we are. We have to begin asking ourselves, am I doing what God wants me to do? And when He wants me to do that? You know, we're not talking about a sense of, of quantity, I don't think. You know, Jesus would later come back and say, you know, to the, to the widow, it's not about how much you give, and to the Pharisees, it's not about how much you give, it's about the way that she went about giving it. What she gave was pittance, what we, was, it was nothing in the larger scheme of things, but it was everything to her, and in her mind, she was giving everything she had to honor God. What reservations are we putting in place before God? Well, God, I would but, God, I will if. These, these are hard. These are difficult questions that we need to spend time in meditation before God, asking to direct us and lead us and to be open and willing for God to speak to us and to hear what it is that He is saying. Because He's calling us to live by faith, to offer our lives by faith. It's not really about the quantity. We learn that, don't we? And I don't know that it's always about the quality because Jesus would constantly be around all of the ones that weren't quality according to the Pharisees at the time. What are you, why are you over there with them? Why are you having lunch with them? Why are you hanging out with that group? Goodness, Jesus, don't you know the better group's over here? Why are you hanging out with that low life? What are you hanging out, what are you hanging out over in the ghetto for, Jesus? Because they need Jesus. They need me. I didn't come for the healthy. I came for the sick. Living and walking by faith comes down to a simple question. Do I trust God with my life? Do I trust Him with my life? Am I trusting Him? He has asked me to give my life. He's asked me maybe to give my money. He's asked me to give my skill or whatever. God has asked me to do this. Am I trusting Him with it? Am I willing to trust Him with whatever it is He asks? Do I have a blank check of life that I'm handing to God and saying, fill it out as you want to, and I'll honor that? That is the question. It's a question that begins with asking, where am I trusting my life for eternity? In what am I depending on? In what am I believing in? Have I taken a moment and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God 
who lived a perfect life and he died because of what I did, but God raised him from the dead three days later, also that I could receive forgiveness, have a relationship and a future with God. Have I trusted God with that? Or am I still trying to do all the things to make it up on my own? Am I trusting God with the daily needs of my life? Am I trusting God with the daily routines of my life? Am I trusting God? Am I trusting God? Before we all say, well, absolutely I trust God. Take a minute and let the Spirit of God confirm or deny that in your own heart. And if we are not trusting God, then we need to take a moment and to pray and to confess that sin before God. God, I trusted you for salvation, but I don't trust you for the weak. God, I, I trusted you for my salvation, but I sure don't trust you with my budget. I trusted you with salvation, but I don't trust you with my kids. I trusted you with my salvation, but I don't trust you with this. Let's take a moment and spin this before God. Music is going to play, a song is going to be sung, and you may sing, you may not sing. That's up to you. But I beg you, take a moment and sincerely ask God, am I trusting you? Show me if I'm not. Father God, I pray in these moments that your spirit would move in our hearts, that you would break through whatever walls or barriers and obstacles that we throw up in these moments so that we would be, uh, be taught by you and, 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 and allow you to speak to our hearts and lives in a very real way. God, I, I pray, if there be somebody here that hasn't yet even trusted you with their eternity, that they would do so today. And God, if there are others that are not Allow, not trusting you with various items that we would take time God that we would, we would confess that before you that in this time that we would uh, fall before you and say oh God forgive me forgive me for this sin in my life this lack of trust in my life God I pray that a wave of revival would just move through our hearts because your Spirit's moving through the midst of us and that we would let go of whatever it is we've been holding on to so that we can have the joy and the pleasure of living in the Spirit, by the Spirit, for your glory as our sacrifice of worship. So Father, I give this time to you and Lord, move in us. In Jesus' name, amen. Let us stand.